When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely. I almost didn't see it. Actually, I didn't see it at all. I heard it as I kicked it, and it skittered across the cold and frosted pavement in front of my door. I looked and saw the walnut sliding to bounce into a wall and then come back towards me, spinning lazy circles on the pavement. I scooped it up and examined it. The walnut was painted gold and shimmered in the early morning light. It was a beautiful thing. And after examining it for a moment or two, I went to put it in my pocket, but flinched as something bounced off my head. What? I looked around and saw no one, but the thing that had been thrown at me was another walnut bouncing on the ground. I bent and picked it up. This one wasn't gold. I moved to put both in my pocket and ow! Another one hit me in the back of the head. I spun around and looked up to the apple tree. There in the bare branches was my old friend the squirrel, poised to throw another walnut at my head. This episode features one story and one storyteller. I heard this story and thought it was a lovely classic and I wanted to share it with you. Laura Sims is an award-winning performer, writer, and educator, advocating storytelling as compassionate action for personal and community transformation. She is one of the first storytellers I heard, and she also organizes the storytelling in Central Park at the Hans Christian Andersen statue in beautiful New York City every summer. This is her telling the first part of The Flower of Life. Once upon a time, there was a king and a queen who had three sons. The two older sons were mean, but the youngest son named Bernadette was kind. One day, the king went hunting, and he caught a huge she-eagle, and he took it home for his sons to play with. He tied a cord on the eagle's leg and attached it to a tree. The two older sons were cruel. They pulled on the eagle's wings, threw stones at her, and gave her sand to eat. But Bernadette was kind. He caressed the eagle's wings. He gave her cool water and sweet food. But one night, he could stand to see the eagle suffer no more, and he decided that he would set her free. He didn't tell his brothers. He went to the garden before the sun rose, and he called out to the bird. Eagle, eagle, I can't stand to see you suffer. I'm going to set you free. And to his surprise, the eagle answered in a human voice. 
took the longest feather from the eagle's right wing. He made from the quill a whistle and put it in his pocket. Then he untied the eagle's leg and set her free. She hopped on the earth three times. One, two, three, and flew away. Well... You can imagine how angry the brothers were when they discovered their plaything gone. But they found something else to torment. And time passed, as time does. And the king went to war, as kings tend to do. He was victorious, but in battle the king was wounded. And when he returned home, no doctor could cure him. Until one morning... A man came to the kingdom and demanded to see the king. He said to him, Your majesty, I know what will heal you. Send your sons across the whole world in search of the flower of life, and he who finds it shall lay it upon your wound and heal you. That son shall become the king upon your death and inherit all the gold. Where shall I tell my sons to search? asked the king. Your majesty, it is not written in any book. And then the old man left. The next morning, the king called his three sons before him. He gave to each one a horse and a bag of gold, and he told them to set off across the whole world and search for the flower of life. And he who found it would become the king upon his death and inherit all the gold. And they were to return to the palace in one year and one day. The three sons set off. That evening, they arrived at a fork in the road that divided in three paths, and each one went on alone. They said they would meet there in one year. They traveled, and shortly they spent all their gold and sold their horses, for no one had heard of or seen the flower of life. In the eleventh month, Bernadette arrived beside the sea. He sat down on the sand, and he began to cry. If I don't find the flower of life, my father, the king, will die. And do you know what he remembered he had in his pocket as he wept? The whistle. He took it out and he blew upon it. 
right before his eyes appeared the eagle, and she said, Bernadette, whatever do you want? Oh, eagle, I'm so glad to see you. I'm searching for the flower of life. If I don't find it, the king, my father, will die. Bernadette, have no fear. It's right before your eyes. And the eagle lifted up her right wing and pointed out to sea. Bernadette could see through the mist an island. And on the island was a mountain in the shape of a bird's beak. And on the top of the mountain, there grew a rosemary bush. And the eagle said, Bernadette, deep in the mountain is the flower of life. You can go and find it. Well, eagle, I don't know how to swim, and I don't see any boats, and there are no sailors. I don't think I could get it. And the eagle said, Bernadette, have no fear. I will take you there. And before his eyes, the eagle grew three times her size. One, two, three. And Bernadette climbed on her back, and they flew off. Across the sea. The eagle landed on the tip of the mountain, and Bernadette climbed off her back. But on either side, there were jagged rocks, and the waves rushed up against them. Oh, eagle! I'm so afraid. I think I'll be thrown into the sea. You better take me back. But the eagle said, Bernadette, have no fear. Look right by your feet. And Bernadette looked down, and there by his feet was a passageway that led deep into the mountain, and at the very bottom he could see a speck of blue, and it smelled so sweet. Bernadette crawled down head first and pushed and pulled and twisted and turned and pulled himself deep into the mountain, but the passageway grew thinner and thinner and only Bernadette's arms would fit and then Bernadette felt it grow so thin that only his fingers could squeeze through and then he was one hand's breath away from the flower of life oh eagle I can't reach it Bernadette come back again and the boy and turned and pushed himself up through the mountain until he stood beside the eagle again 
And she said, Bernadette, do all I say. Take your knife, cut off my right leg, and with it get the flower of life. Oh, Eagle, I can't do that, even to cure my father the king. Bernadette, have faith, you know who I am. So Bernadette took the knife, he set it against the eagle's leg, then he closed his eyes, and his hand trembling, he cut off the eagle's leg, and with it, he went back inside the mountain, he squeezed and turned and pulled himself down until he could fit no further. And then he pushed his arm through the mountain. It grew so thin, he put through his fingers. And when his fingers could go no further, he pushed through the eagle's leg. And he felt the claw clasp the stem of the flower of life. And he cut it, and then he pulled and turned and pulled himself up through the mountain until he stood on the earth again. And in his hand was the flower of life. The stem was perfect green. There were three blue blossoms, the color of the sky, and golden pollen was upon them, and it smelled so sweet. The eagle cried, Bernadette, hurry, take one blossom, put it against my leg, and heal me. So Bernadette took the eagle's leg, placed it against her body, he took one blossom, put it against it, and in a moment, the eagle's leg was healed, and there was not even a scar, and the eagle said, Ah, now Bernadette, do all I say, take the two blossoms place one in the pocket by your heart hold the other in your hand and with it heal your father the king oh ego i don't need two blossoms look at all the trouble you got into today why don't you keep one bernadette do all i say you never know what life will bring. So Bernadette divided the two flowers. He took one blossom, placed it in the pocket by his heart, held the other in his hand, and he climbed on the eagle's back. And she hopped on the mountain top three times. One, two, three. And they flew across the sea.
The simple apple is a staple in many settings, be it the kitchen, the table, the basket, or tree. Whether you're a witch, stepmother, herbal woman, god, goddess, or dabbler in the magical arts, Malice Apple Orchard has the fruit that will fill your fancy. Our special orchards have varieties so beautiful that a single glance will tempt even a newly born human to sin. With strong and supple skins, these juicy fruits hold both flavor and magical properties, be they spells, potion, or poison. Adaptable. Our apples can be eaten fresh from the tree. There's no harm in that. They can be baked into a pie, squeezed into a cider, cooked and covered in toffee, boiled and mashed, sliced and covered with any powder, allowing you to tempt any Johnny boy or Jilly girl to marriage, madness, or mortal endings. We have golden apples for those fleet of foot, rosy apples for blushing brides, green apples to help make the babies, yellow apples to relieve envy or desire, mottled fruit for longevity, apples to put in any pig's mouth, and our forbidden fruit comes with a free serpent while supplies last. Malice Apple Orchard, preferred purveyors of Malice Pomina since time began, available worldwide. Did you know the patrons of this podcast are able to sense when a storm is coming, whether it be weather or emotional, by sniffing the air like a cat? And you can, too, for as little as $4 a month by sponsoring this wonderful podcast. A big thank you to all the patrons who make this series possible. If you want to hear me make up facts about you, then maybe you should become a supporter, too. I would certainly appreciate it. Stop throwing walnuts at my head, I yelled at the squirrel, and in a moment of impulse, I threw the unpainted one at him. I must admit, I am much better at storytelling than throwing, and the nut went wide, rattling harmlessly through the branches, at least ten feet away from the rodent, who I swear was chuckling. His tail was twitching, and he excitedly hopped from foot to foot. Then he threw the nut in his hands. I scrambled out of the way, and as I dodged, I heard the nut clack off the side of the house behind me. I pulled my arm back to throw the golden walnut at him, but at that moment, he held up his little hands, and he shook his little head as if telling me not to. I looked at the shimmering nut in my hands and saw it had been sealed with wax. Gently cracking it open, I saw inside was a tiny bit of paper. I took off my gloves and delicately unfolded it, and in the tiniest writing, there was an invitation to a spring party with the inhabitants of my yard and surrounding neighborhoods. The day and time were to be determined when the first three leaves and bud came above the ground in the flower bed in front of my house. How very delightful! I started to smile, and then another nut hit the house beside me. Laughing, I ran to my car as more nuts clattered behind me. I yelled over my shoulder, I will be attending your party, and I will bake some banana walnut bread for the occasion. Good day, sir. And now for the second part of the story, Flower of Life, as told by Laura Sims. They landed on the sand. Bernadette climbed off the eagle's back and thanked her. And she shrunk back to her size three times. One, two, three. And Bernadette kissed her goodbye. Then the eagle flew away. 
Nearly a year had passed, and Bernadette rushed as quickly as he could to find the fork in the road. He ran for three days and three nights without stopping. And finally, he came to the fork in the road. His brothers were not there, and he waited. In the afternoon, Bernadette saw his oldest brother coming down the road. Oldest brother, I'm so glad to see you. What are you so happy about, said the eldest brother. I've wasted one year looking for that stupid flower of life. I want to go home, have a bath and something to eat. But I found the flower of life, said Bernadette. The eldest brother grew angry. Do you mean to say that the youngest son shall become the king and not the oldest? Give it to me. Let me say I found the flower of life. But I found the flower of life. Eldest brother's anger grew to rage, and he took the flower of life from Bernadette and put it in his pocket. And to make certain that Bernadette would never tell, he took his knife and killed Bernadette. Then he dragged his brother's body down beside the sea and buried him beneath the sand. Later in the day, the middle brother came. He was as grumpy and unhappy as the eldest. Look, said the eldest, I found the flower of life and I shall become the king. Oh, I don't care, said the middle brother. I just want to go home and have a bath and something to eat. Where's Bernadette? And the eldest brother said, That faithless son... He cared nothing for our father. He didn't even meet us here today. Let's go home without him. And the two brothers returned to the kingdom. And the eldest brother cured the king. And it was said that he would become the king and inherit all the gold. But the king was not happy. He longed for his son Bernadette. Do you remember where Bernadette was buried? Beside the sea, beneath the sand? One single strand of Bernadette's hair was not buried. And when the sun hit that strand of hair, it took root beneath the earth. And there began to grow up beside the sea the most beautiful reeds. And when the wind rushed through the reeds, it made a splendid sound like this. A shepherd passing by heard that sound. Oh, he said, those reeds would make a beautiful flute for me to play upon. It would fit me the way a ring fits a finger. And he cut the reeds, and he bound them together, and he made himself a pipe. Well, he was a good musician, and he blew upon it. But he got the queerest sounds. He blew upon that flute one hundred times. 
And then the strangest thing occurred. The flute began to sing with the voice of a young boy. And do you know whose voice it was? Bernadette. And this is what the flute did say. Oh, shepherd, oh, shepherd, your breath gives me life to cure my father I journeyed and found the flower of life. Oh, shepherd, oh, shepherd, beneath the sand I lay, the eldest brother with his knife, the youngest brother slayed. <laughs> this is a magic flute. And the shepherd played it everywhere. And do you know where one day he played the flute and who heard him? The king. The king was looking out the window. Kings are always looking out the window. Shepherd, said the king, come and play that flute for me. For your majesty, you can play this flute yourself. And the king lifted up the flute. And this is what it did say. My father, my father, your breath gives me life to cure you. I journeyed and found the flower of life. My father, my father, beneath the sand I lay, the eldest brother with his knife, the youngest brother slave. They called the queen, and the flute sang, O oh mother, O oh mother. And they called the middle brother, and it sang, O oh middle brother, O oh middle brother. The oldest brother was standing in the back of the court. He didn't want to play the flute. Come, said the king. Oh no, said the eldest brother. It's a stupid flute, and I don't know how to play it anyway. And the king said, My oldest son... I command you to play. And this is what the flute did say. My brother, my brother, you took away my life. To cure our father I journeyed and found the flower of life. My brother, my brother, beneath the sand I it was you who with your knife for Bernadette did slay. The king said, Take my son and put him in the dungeon. Shepherd, where did you find that flute? And the shepherd took the king down to the sea where the reeds grew tall. And this is what he heard. Then the king began to dig beneath the reeds with his own hands. And he dug up the body of his son. The boy's eyes were closed and his skin was cold. And the king began to weep and when he cried 
His tears fell on Bernadette's eyes. And the second that his tears touched the boy's eyes, they opened. And he was alive like you and I. And Bernadette said, Father, you're healed. And the king said, Bernadette, you're alive. And they hugged and they kissed and they rewarded the shepherd well. And they returned to the kingdom. And it was said that Bernadette would become the king and inherit all the gold. But shall I tell you a secret? If Bernadette lay beneath the sand for thousands of years, he would still be alive. For do you remember what he had in the pocket by his heart? The flower of life. My friends, Bernadette became the king, and he was a good king, for he ruled with kindness and with wisdom, and he ruled for the benefit of all his subjects. And in your lives, may you be ruled as well, and may you all live happily ever after. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Laura Sims on the internet. Tell her you heard her on the podcast and now want to hear her tell more stories. You can find me and the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. The beautiful brain behind the fairy tale sponsor was Dixie Wall Jasper. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was a story seed from Laura Packer. You can find her lovely story and writing prompts by looking her up on social media. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. If you'd like to become a supporter of the podcast or discover sponsorship opportunities, you can find links on storystorypodcast.com. If it isn't in the cards to support the podcast right now, no worries. Perhaps you'd be willing to go write a review on iTunes, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the podcast. Head over to the website and join the mailing list for hidden goodies. And if you tune in, you'll hear more stories next week. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary-Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal 